Have you all ever wondered when you read Scripture in Matthew chapter 2? What's really going on there? Have you ever considered that there's some time gaps there that the Scriptures don't show us? Have you considered that so much is going on in this chapter that it takes the Holy Spirit himself to unfold it for us? And after we go before the Lord in prayer, you need to consider what was happening in Bethlehem. You need to consider what was happening in Jerusalem. And then what happened in Egypt. And then what happened in Nazareth. Because all four places are mentioned in this one chapter. And typically when we read this chapter, you know what we look at? We look at the wise men bringing gifts, don't we? And we leave it at that. But it's so much more that God wants us to get from this. Because what happened on December 25th? That was just us celebrating his birth. You need to know the rest of the story. Even before he goes to the cross. You need to know what happened even before he come down to the Jordan River and begin to be baptized by John. You need to know what is happening while he's yet a child. Chapter 2 is going to tell us that. And we're going to look at it differently today. By the help of the Lord. Amen? Amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you so much. Lord Jesus, what happened back then? God, I just... As I pondered the words here over the last few days, as I as I looked at the heart of this, how the angels, Lord, were the only one that was privileged by you to know what was going on. Because man didn't. And Lord, to send those angelic beings down here. To proclaim the good news of the kingdom has already arrived. And Lord, how you brought men from the east. They traveled a long journey just to get there. And oh Lord our God, what did they see that caused them to go down on their knees and worship this child? What did they see? That moved their hearts to give the greatest gifts that they could give. And then God to listen to your voice in a dream. Not to go back to Herod. But to return to their own country in another way. So Lord today. As we're looking in your word, we're asking Holy Spirit to open our eyes to see what happened there. And what is it? Why is it so important for us to know this today? Will you show us now? As I move myself out of the way, Lord Jesus, so that your Holy Spirit can now speak to the hearts of your children. It is in your precious name we pray. Amen. And amen. 
it, it, chapter 2, Matthew starts it off with a, a phrase. He said, now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem. What is he talking about? It means that some time period had taken place. That means he's, he's not a brand new infant as we think he is. Who was just wrapped up in swaddling cloth and laid in a manger. That is not what's happening here. That means this baby now has some age on him. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod, the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem. So the baby had already been here for a period of time. And God had already moved on the hearts of these Gentile men to come to Jerusalem. Okay, to come and see his child. Why? Why did these men have to travel hundreds upon hundreds of miles to get there to look at a baby? Why? The message is in the baby. The message is in the baby because these men had to return back to their home country carrying the gospel. They had to go back and affirm that which God had showed them in a vision in order for them to follow the star. They had to go back and say that the king of Israel is now here. He's now has been born. Look at the language in which they, they, they use here. So they came saying, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? Now, to understand the phrase, has been, has been is a perfect tense, okay? Meaning that the action had taken place sometime before in the past. This is not something that had just happened. It's God had already ordained this. And so these men come, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? Now, if you was a king sitting on your throne and somebody came in and said this to you, what would your heart be? You mean tell me he's already here and he's been here for a while? Oh, yes, he has already been born and he's going to take your place. But not in the sense that this king understood it. Okay, God had bigger plans than just sitting up on an earthly throne. Amen. God's plan is greater than that. So for we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. In other words, when we were back home, we saw his star. And understand now, they didn't have Delta Airlines. And they did not have, what's that, Amtrak to get on. And they didn't have fast-moving cars. They had slow-moving donkeys and slow-moving camels. Okay? And they had to stop along the way and rest because the journey was long. Are you hearing me? And as the journey was long, they had not to lose hope. God had to keep them encouraged along the way because imagine sleeping out in the open. They may have had tents because obviously these were worth the men and they had an entourage of servants with them. 
And they probably had a renegade of an army to protect them because in those days, you know what bandits wanted to do? They wanted to hit caravans along the way and take their goods and sell it. So these men had to come with protection also from this long journey, going over mountains, going through deserts, going through canyons where people would attack them where they were very vulnerable. Why? Because something was burning in their souls. Something was burning in their spirit. They had to get to Jerusalem and see what this star was showing them. And when they got there, how did they know to look for a baby? How? Not, it was just, it wasn't good enough to follow a star. But they said, where is he who's been born king of the Jews? And notice... Notice something carefully. Where did they go? Did they go to Bethlehem directly? No. Where did they go? They went to Herod's palace. God sent them to Herod. All the way to the top. Because God was shaking up things. Are you hearing me? God was shaking up things. Verse 3. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. The word spread it fast. There's a new king in town. And the word began to happen. People began to say, where is he? Where is he? And Herod being so frantic, what did he do? What was his next step? It says, when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. Another big clue. How did Herod know to look for the Messiah? How? Why did he ask them this important question? Where is the Messiah is to be born? How do you know it was time? How did he know the time was right? Who hands do y'all see at work here? This is God himself bringing everything together. Hundreds of years of prophecy right now brought together. God himself at work. The wise men coming. The star. Arrive at Herod's palace. Herod is remembering. Anyone know the nationality of Herod? Herod was half Jew and half Gentile. Herod was a warrior. Herod was a warrior. He wasn't a nobody. And the Romans set him up as king over Judea. It wasn't a birthright. So they seen what kind of man he was. He was a great warrior, a great leader. And the Romans said, okay, let's get him. Put him over the Jews. Think, what would the average Jew have known about all of this? Prophecy. Prophecy. They would have known from the word of God. They would have known that it was time. Maybe not the time, but they certainly knew that God was going to send the Messiah. Did they not? Every Jew that went to the synagogue heard the word of God. They heard the prophecies wrote uh, 
read to them by who? By the priests and all. So here we are. So where is he? Just gathered? He gathered all the chief priests and scribes and the people together. So he asked them, where is the Christ was to be born? So they said to him, in Bethlehem of Judea. Notice that the wise men didn't know that the baby was born in Bethlehem. Who told them where the baby was born? Herod by way of the priests. When they went scrambling and they pulled out the word of God. That's how they knew. That's how they knew. Isn't it amazing how God awakened and inherits them spirit to the truth? Because notice, if the wise men would have known he was born in Bethlehem, guess where they'd have gone? They'd have gone directly to Bethlehem. But they didn't. Herod sends them to Bethlehem. Yes. Look at it. So they said to him in Bethlehem of Judea, for it is written by the prophet. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. This is from, from the prophet Micah. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise man, determined from them what time the star appeared. That's a very important clue. Why do you think that's an important clue for you and I today to know the truth? It tells us how old. It, it tells us how old. Because these guys said, well, we seen them when we were back home in the east. But how long did it take you to get here? It took us some weeks, some months to get here. More clues are going to come from the text. Are you hear me? Verse 8, and he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the young child. Notice the language there. He didn't say baby. He said what? Child. I mean, the baby had some age. Are you getting this now? So you see your normal nativity scene? It's kind of mixed up, isn't it? It kind of running time periods together all into one. When in fact the scripture doesn't give us that. So when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. Yeah, yeah liar, right? When they heard the king, they departed, and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. And it say where the young child was born. It said where the young child was. An interesting fact here. The star waited on them. Did, did you see that? The star waited on them. Showing you and I that this is the divinely directed by God himself. God want these men to see his son. Because they had to hear about a prophecy. And these men, when they were reading the stars, they understood that the chief star or the chief planet is known as who? Leo. And anyone know what that planet is? Jupiter. 
by them reading the stars, they knew this. And when they seen Jupiter begin to move, they say the king is on the move. I mean, something is happening because the heavens are telling us. Remember what David said in Psalms 19? For the heavens declare the glory of who? God. And the firmament show forth his mighty works. And day after day it utters what? Speech. And at night it brings forth knowledge. And there's no place in which their voice is not heard. Or any language where there is not understood. So that means the heavens are talking. And these men watching these star groups, they're watching these planets move. And they know in Jupiter being the king planet, Leo, they mean that the king, when it's now was moving, the king has just been what? Born. And now they're going to find out where. Because somewhere along that time period, God placed in their hearts through the mouth of somebody that they knew the king of Israel was coming. And that he was going to be a man. And that now that king had just been born. And so moved by God's spirit. These men got together a large caravan. And they planned this trip out. Are y'all hearing me? It wasn't just jump on a camel and go. These brothers had to come some distance. So it took time to get their logistics together. Get their crew together and head out. Plan their trip. And head out. And when they did, God gave them a navigation system that's better than GPS. <laughs> Amen? God gave them a star from heaven, and they followed that star, the chief planet known as Jupiter. To them, Leo, the king planet. Hmm. So the star went and it stopped where the child was. Verse 10. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. Why? Why did they rejoice when the star moved ahead of them? That means Jerusalem is here. Bethlehem is back over this way, so they had to travel five miles southeast of Jerusalem. So the star moves from Jerusalem, and it goes southeast ahead of them, and then stops. And it shined ever so brightly. And they say, that's the place. And it stopped directly over the building where Mary and Joseph was with the young Jesus. Son of God. Right there. This is much of a miracle as a conception. Mm-hmm. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah. That a star, whoever known that a star will pinpoint the exact location on earth where baby is. You know that's God. Yeah. So And when they had come into the house, notice the language changed. Luke said that they was in a stable. 
because there was no room for them in the inn or house. Here, Matthew says they went into the house. They saw the young child. Well, Mary, his mother, and fell down and did what? The star wasn't on the star wasn't on the inside of the house. That house. I know where you live at, but he don't. So how would he know to go directly to your house and then go in and say, "Oh, there's the baby, there's the young child." And soon as they see the young child, they fall on their knees and worship. Why? Because God's Spirit was at work. The Holy Ghost was leading the whole thing for a reason. What do you think these great, powerful men were going to go back and say? Huh? They're going to go back to their home country where probably some of the countrymen were thinking that they were what? Crazy for undertaking such a journey to go see a baby? Oh, much more than a baby. They're going to see the king of the earth. All the earth. They're going to see the king of glory, the king of kings and the lord of lords. <clears throat> They're going to see the savior of the world. Now how much of that they understood, I'm not sure. But they knew this wasn't an ordinary baby. In order for them to travel for months to get there, spend all kinds of money. If you tell your wife y'all was driving on the other side of Canada and go hit and cross over the little peninsula going to Alaska because there's a baby that you need to see. What would she say to you? You done lost your mind. Huh? Yeah. You done lost your mind. Something wrong with you. But yet these men packed up everything and they headed out, Michael. It was on a journey from God. And when they get there, their journey was completed. Because they were there for one reason. They said, where is he who's been born king of the Jews? For we have come to what? Worship him. Why aren't the zeal of the people the same today as these men were? When you come in the house of the Lord, as I was sharing with my baby boy this morning, God is not the author of confusion. See, I'm coming to church today to be with other brothers and sisters in Christ for one reason and one reason only. I'm coming to join with you all to worship the one true God and to worship his son, Jesus. I want to be in God's presence with you all. That's why I come today. And hopefully, that's why you come. These men came, they invested a lot of money and time for one purpose and one purpose only, Michael. That was to worship the Lord Jesus Christ. So what are you willing to invest? What are you willing to give up to make sure you get to the place where you can worship the Son of God? What are you willing to do? 
Because these men paid a huge price. Not only to get there, but to get back home. The same price. So the cost was huge. And then the gifts they gave him. Let's take a look. Let's go a little bit further. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. They didn't tell us what type of gift they're fitted for. Like gold is for a king. That, that would be defined later. Okay? And frankincense, one of the most expensive oils there is. And myrrh, an ointment that's used to bury dead people with so it can muffle the smell. Then tell us why. Does it? Then being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country another way. God is at work all over this thing in dreams. God spoke to who in a dream first about this baby? Joseph. God just spoke to who about their safety in a dream? These wise men. You're going to see something else happen here with a dream. Watch out. Now when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother and flee to where? Where, where, where are they going? They're going south to Egypt. Interesting point here. Egypt is a safe haven. Do you know what happened about 19, between 19 and 2,000 years earlier? Anybody here pretty clever enough to figure that one out? I know you are. You're just not thinking through it. Junior, what happened here? Well, somebody's on it. They receive, they weren't called Jews at the time, they were called Hebrews. They received 70 Hebrew members. By way of a few years earlier, one Hebrew named Joseph. And down in Egypt, God grew a small clan of 70 into an entire nation of people. So Egypt was good for doing what? Protecting and growing people. The people of God. So don't always look at Egypt badly because you will see in Isaiah's writings that God is going to honor Egypt for what she did. So, pretty interesting point, isn't it? And here we have it. The Lord himself now is going down to Egypt. 
and going to stay there for a period of time. Joseph is going to go and he's going to get a job and he's going to work. He's going to take care of his wife and baby. And Egypt is going to be good for them. Egypt is going to be good to them. So I told you that we're going to be looking at some places. We looked at Bethlehem where God brought him into the world. We've seen Jerusalem where the head of Judea was interested in him. But not in the manner in which you think. And then there's Egypt. God used as a provider and a protector. Amen. Look further with me, please. God says, Arise, take the young child and his mother for you to Egypt, and stay there until I bring you word. For Herod would seek the young child to destroy him. Notice God didn't say baby. God said what? Child. When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed from Egypt. Right away, Joseph woke up to Mary, get the baby. Let's go. And not knowing where they were going, boarded the mule and took off. May not have been a mule, whatever they mean, could have just been walking. But more likely had a donkey. Because now they have some substance in which they can go live off of. What was those substance? Go. Hello, somebody paying attention. Frankincense. And frankincense. Very costly ointment and oil. Perfume. Frankincense. That they could sell and live off of for a period of time. You see, God is so wise. Do you see how God had figured out all the logistics in this thing? He knew exactly what he was going to do. And those wise men, they had no idea why they were giving up the best treasures. Amen? Amen? Ain't God good? And I tell you, this is so wonderful. Did I tell you you were going to see something different today about the text? And so this is an amazing thing God is doing. Now, let me ask you this. As the children of God in Christ Jesus, what God done for his son, do you think he would do for you too? Because the Bible says through the writings of Apostle Paul from the Holy Ghost that we are joint heirs with who? With Christ. What does joint mean? That we get to share in the same inheritance as Jesus. That means we get to have the same father, the same provider, the same protector as who? As Lord Jesus. God wouldn't let anything happen to his baby. What do you think? Because he was here on a mission. And the mission must be accomplished. You're here on a mission for the Lord. And your mission must be accomplished. Okay? You and I are not leaving here until God says so. Until Lord Jesus Christ said, well done, my true and faithful servant. (coughs) Amen? So they're on a mission. And not knowing, look at the blind faith of Joseph going by a dream. Once again, that's faith, isn't it? I have trouble with faith at times. I'm not going to lie to you. Because all my life I've been raised to... <laughs> I'm from Missouri. Show me. <laughs> but it's just a figure of speech for me. <laughs> right? The show mistake. 
So now I often talk to the Lord about that. Say, help me, Father. And so far, 55 years, he's done what? He's helped me. God is good. So they're in Egypt now. Verse 15. And was there unto the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt I call my son. If anybody want to read that prophecy, that come from Hosea chapter 11. So out of Egypt I call my son. He was referring to the, to, to the nation of Israel when God brought them out of slavery. Isn't it amazing there's a double prophecy there? God is so good to us. That's why we have to listen to the Holy Spirit. When he's speaking, listen. Okay? So out of Egypt, God will call his son. Okay? But in the meanwhile, God is going to deal with a king called Herod. Uh-oh. Some stuff is headed Herod's way. And he doesn't know it. That's right, darling. And it's coming all the way from heaven. Because a prophecy of Jeremiah is about to take place. Verse 16. Then Herod, when he saw that he was deceived by the wise men, was exceedingly angry. That means he was furiated. He was burning with fire. And he sent forth and put to death all the male children who were in Bethlehem and in all its districts. That means all the communities around Bethlehem. And Bethlehem wasn't very big. It was a small shepherd town. So he went into the outside outskirts of there and killed those children too. Look at the time period in which the Bible tells us about this. From two years old and under, according to the time which he had determined from the wise men. Did you get that? So baby Jesus was now a toddler. Okay? So Herod sent soldiers to go kill toddlers. Sad, sad, sad. And he really think God would not get him for that? That he went seeking to kill his son and then kill God's other children? Then we'll fulfill what, the, uh, what was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet, saying, A voice was heard in Ramah, lamentation, weeping in great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children, refusing to be comforted, because they are no more. Anybody know about Ramah? That's where the prophet Samuel was from. It's not far from Jerusalem. It's kind of north there in a place called the Benjamin Plateau. So a voice was crying in Roman. So it went all the way north there. People crying for what Herod had done. Rachel, what did Rachel represent here? Anyone know? Israel. Rachel represents Israel. So remember, she was the first, she was the uh, second wife of who? Was she the second wife of Jacob? Hmm? Yeah. Crying, weeping for her children because they were not. I'm not preaching and hollering at you today. I'm teaching you what the word of God says. That you understand there's going to be some things that's going to come and break your spirit. And it's going to be nothing that you can do about it. 
But you got to remain in Christ Jesus. You got to know that God's on the throne. You got to know that God's in control. Okay? And someone will say, why would God allow this to happen? God does what he wants to. He's God. He is the designer of the act of life. And he put the actors wherever he wants to, and he put the conditions however he wants to. Does that make the Almighty evil? Absolutely not. To make him God and God alone, to make him sovereign, because there's nothing you can do about it. Amen? Does it make him less loving? Absolutely not. Because just as sure the sword went to those babies, they ended up in the arms of God in heaven. Okay, God had a plan for them. Amen? Lord Jesus, even though a toddler, he saw those babies' spirit go to heaven. You hear me? Even as a toddler, he saw that. Rachel weeping for her children, refusing to be comforted because they are no more. Now when Herod was dead, and anybody know how Herod died? Herod had just finished giving a big speech. And the people began to call Herod a god. He's a god. He's a god. Because Herod was a great orator. Man, you want to talk about very fancy, kind of like Obama. Remember when Obama, when he first came some years back? Boy, the people said, boy, this guy can talk. King Herod was probably better than Obama. Okay? And what got him in trouble, the scripture tells you and I, that when the people began to say, he's a god, Herod did not shut him up. Because the Bible specifically says that Herod did not quieten the people and give glory to God. For what he had just done. Instead, he accepted the coronation of the people being a God. And there's only one God. Herod had just put himself on the same level as God himself by saying he was a God. He is not a God. No human is a God. And immediately, God struck Herod with a sickness. That worms begin to eat him from inside out. He died a very slow, painful death. God got it for that. You hear me? And he will stand in judgment too. Let's move on. The Lord God is almost at the end here. Now when Herod was dead, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt. There it is again. <laughs> what is he saying to Joseph? Look at it. Arise, take the young child and his mother and go to the land of Israel. For those who sought the young child's life are dead. That means there's more than one died, right? Because specifically said what? They. And those. They are dead. More than one. Beginning with Herod. So you see, God knew exactly what he was going to do when those wise men showed up. You hear me, Miss Marie? Even though... uh, 
as treacherous as the acts were killing those babies, God knew what he was going to do. And at the meantime, down in Egypt, there grows a savior. Hello, somebody. There, under the shades of Egypt, God's son is now growing up. Now it's time to head north. The journey is not going to be an easy one. <coughs> time to go north. Verse 21. Then he arose, referring back to who? Joseph. Took the young child and his mother and came into the land of Israel. Interesting for you to know. Guess what mountain they passed on the way to Egypt? And guess what mountain they passed coming back from Egypt? Guess what mountain they would have seen in the distance? Anybody know? Say it again? You bet you. What happened on Sinai? <laughs> Somebody better be. Somebody ought to know this one. The burning bush. That's right. Moses. God called Moses from the southern tip of Israel. God himself came down on the mountain. And I'm wondering if Lord Jesus remembers speaking to Moses at the, at the burning bush as it went by. Even though he's a child. Or did he remember being on top of the mountain talking to a nation of people? I'm the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. <laughs> Look at that. Never thought of that before until just now. Imagine that though, on the way home. That's God's mountain. Did y'all know that? Sinai is known as the mountain of God. And it's the same mountain that the prophet Elijah ran to. <sighs> Wake up, Shelly. Stay with me, darling. I'm just picking on her. She's not. As we get ready to close out. So you see Bethlehem. The translation for Bethlehem, Junior, is the house of bread. And Jesus would be known as the bread of of life amen thank you Lord verse 22 but when he heard that Archelaus was reigning over Judea instead of his father Herod he was afraid to go there because Archelaus was worse than his daddy and being warned by God in a dream do you see that? There it is again. He turned aside into the region of Galilee. And he came and dwelt in a city called Nazareth. Anybody know what the name Nazareth means in Hebrew? Branch. Branch. Anyone know the significance of the word branch? 
If you turn to Isaiah chapter 11 on your own time and read it, you will see the term branch. Another name for the Messiah. <laughs> it blows your mind. I'm telling you. So it's called Nathas that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet. prophets. He shall be called a Nazarene. Nazareth was rough. Because Nazareth was the headquarters for the Roman garrison. And the common Jews of that area did not like people in Nazareth because they called them Roman sympathizers. That little small place was ran by Roman soldiers. Great is our God. He takes and put his son <laughs> right where the enemy is. And God something. And they don't even touch him. And it would be out of Nazareth that God would call his son Jesus to a place called Jordan. The Jordan River. Were the Nazareth people from Nazareth also considered a little bit lower than everybody else? Sure. Because they were looked upon as being Roman sympathizers. Their own countrymen didn't like them. And so... But it would be in Nazareth that God would use Jesus to proclaim the gospel of the kingdom, to stand up in the synagogue and read Isaiah 61, the portion of it, and he would tell them that the spirit of the Lord is upon me. And he has called me or sent me to do what? To heal the sick, to restore sight, to the blind and to set the captives free and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. <laughs> and he, after he had read that, the scripture says to you and I that he told those who were sitting in the synagogue with their eyes gazed upon him he said, this day, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. And surely you will say to me, what you have done at Capernaum, do in your hometown. Physician, heal yourself. In other words, prove it. Hmm. What did they try to do to him, Junior? Scripture says that they took him and they was taking him to the brow of the hill in which the city was built. Neither is up on a ridge. And they would have cast him down head first, killing him, had he not went from among them. People now boy, that joker was crazy. <laughs> what? You call yourself the Messiah? We're going to take you out now. <laughs> and literally, that's what they meant too. They took him out. They were going to dump him over that cliff. So crazy folks. But people had not changed today. 
They have a change today. But hopefully somebody tell you that Jesus, you better pick them up and throw them over a cliff. Because <laughs> Jesus, we know, is not going to be coming back like that. He's going to be standing on the clouds. Amen? Amen? So, did Father speak to your heart today? Did he show you some great and mighty things that you did not know? No one knew the rest of the story, did they? Because Christmas, what we like to see is the baby in the manger. And we like to see the gifts because we want gifts. Right? But we don't know what that child had to go through. Even before he got to the cross. Because his own countrymen tried to take him out. The very men he would go to the cross for. Tried to kill him. And God said, you killed my baby. The mission must be completed. So God protected him. And the land in which he birthed the nation of Israel. Egypt. It really gets to me. You ready to place this for the Lord? So now that Christmas is over, now what for you? What are you going to do now? Knowing what the Messiah had to go through. Knowing what God, our Father, His Father, did for Him. In order for him to bring you the gospel of the kingdom, the good news of the kingdom. What are you going to do now? Because you know what those wise men did? You know what they tell us? Their very acts tell you and I that they completely sold out in order to get there and see the baby and worship him. Are you willing to go to extreme measures like that when being led by the spirit of the living God? For Jesus to just worship him, worship me, we that's highly honoring him. These wealthy men went down on their knees, they humbled themselves, and not only did they humble themselves, they gave up their riches to him. And then they honor God by going back a different route. They didn't go right out where the baby was. They did what God told them to do. That's obedience. That's where we fall short. When God said, I don't want you to go back that way. I want you to go back that way. But we said, but I know that way. And God said, I know you do. That's what's been getting you in trouble. Because I believe, now this is just Sam and talk, I believe Herod would have tried to kill those wise men once they told him. But God <coughs> didn't allow it. Because baby Jesus, young Jesus, the child Jesus, had to grow up. So you think about today, 
What are you going to offer Lord Jesus yourself? I think about that all the time. What am I going to offer him? You can't give up the same thing I give up. And the best thing I can encourage you to do, go to this. Open it up. So, okay, Lord, where do I begin? And where do I go from here? And watch him lead you. Watch him lead you. I share a dream with you. Last night in a dream, we get ready to close out in prayer. This place was completely remodeled. Beautiful. Next door, beautifully done. And somebody came in and told me, there's a pinball machine next door. Somebody brought a pinball machine in. I'm going, really? And I walked over, and sure enough, a brand spanking new one. I said, who did this? And I asked one of the young men that was here, I said, who brought this? I said, I don't know. And then I looked around, there was four more new machines. But what was interesting, as I was walking out, out the door, I seen a young black guy. He was at the teller machine, and he was playing nasty music loud. And I wasn't going to say anything. I just know I'm going to say something. And as I was going to confront him, I seen four young black men riding bicycles. And they stopped and they looked at me and I go, uh-oh. And they turned around and they said, you know what? We appreciate what you're doing. And I said to them, you know what I want to do? I want to have a night for young adults. I want to dedicate a night here where young men like you all can come here. And I came in, there was another another brand new machine on this side. So that means whatever this was, God had turned it into something completely different and our church was somewhere else. (laughs) I don't know what that means. I really don't. But he does. Anyway, let's go before the Lord in prayer. And the Lord was showing me this 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 message. It, it was just blowing me away. Great is his faithfulness. And Jesus Christ is God's faithfulness to all generations. Let's pray. Father, we love you, Lord God. And what you gave us that day in Bethlehem, that night, nothing can compare to that, the gift that you gave to the world, your son Jesus. And Lord, what you put him through, I'm talking about the Prince of Glory, the Prince of Heaven. (laughs) He came from streaks of gold and walls of jasper and pearly gates. 
Crystal River. I, the throng with angels, trillions upon trillions upon trillions are worshiping him. And Lord God, to bring him down to a nasty stable. There you birthed your son. And you allowed men to come from hundreds of miles away to worship him. You had already sent the shepherds. They had already been there and gone. And you brought these men in. And these men came with a heart set on fire because nothing was going to stop them from seeing King Jesus. What dedication, what commitment they had. And Lord, will you give us by the Spirit that same kind of dedication, that same kind of commitment, that same kind of obedience? Because when you told them to go back another way, they did exactly that. And Lord, you used Egypt twice for your glory. One being that to raise the nation of Israel. And the other one, to raise your son Jesus for a short period of time. Now, Lord, will you bless Egypt with your presence? And I do believe in your word. You said Egypt is your son, too. And that you're going to bless Egypt. You haven't forgotten what what they did. And, Lord, will you give us a heart like those wise men? Give us a heart like Joseph, a heart like Mary, submitting to your will. Raising your son in our hearts, loving him with everything we got and giving up everything we got for him. Will you help us do that and will you help us encourage others to do that too? Because we love you, Lord. We love you, Lord Jesus. Holy Spirit, will you strengthen us now to do that? Because there's no one like Jesus. And we thank you, Lord. Now, Lord, be with us until we meet again. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. I almost did it again, Tamara. You need to sit right there in that front seat every Sunday now to make sure.